Hello, beautiful people of the world. Listen, every time I record record a podcast with somebody, I always tell them in the beginning that I'm going to record a voiceover for them before I put in our conversation, and I never do. Just because I feel like it's too good, and I just want to get it up quick, but I need to stop doing that. I really owe each and every one of my guests a true introduction. Um, so yeah, alrighty now. This episode is with Vegan Brit. I love her to death. I love her family. We are so alike. Our relationships are alike. Our parenting views, just, we are just two peas in a potty, and... <laughs> no, seriously, guys. I, I just, I love her to death, and I can't wait to meet her. Yes, I never met her in person. Okay, what does it matter? All right. I have better friends from online, on Instagram, than I do in real life. And okay, who cares? All right, that this is just, this is just what life is about here. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy our interview and, interview, what in the world? Our conversation. Um, I love talking to her and I'd love to have her back on. Um, I think that she's going to film, I mean, record an episode with Brayden one of these days. Not one of these days, but eventually she will because Brayden wants to talk to her and she's always laughing at Brayden and I just, I'm just going to get on with this because our conversation is a little long, but that's all right. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy and go show her some love, guys. Please go show her some love. Um, Her Instagram is at veganbrit, B-R-I-T-T. Alrighty, guys. I'll see you later. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Vegan, the famous Vegan Brit. This is long overdue, I swear. We are so obsessed with watching you and Corey and Clay. Like, I feel like you guys are the perfect family. I, I Seriously, I really do. And you guys have, like, such a big, huge, like, in-law family. It's like a dream, honestly. You guys look like you have so much fun all the time. I want you to tell everybody your story because it's so interesting to me. How long have you been vegan? So, I've been vegan for almost four years in May. But I started out um, being vegetarian. I became vegetarian when I was five years old. Um, My first grade teacher, she decided to show the whole class pictures of slaughterhouses. And she explained to everybody, this is what a hamburger is right? The cow, she would show us a picture of the cow, say, this is what a hamburger is. This a picture of a pig. This is a hot dog, right? Chicken. This is a chicken nugget. So right then I said, I am never, ever eating an animal again. Like, no, I'm not. I can't, I couldn't even believe that, you know, that's what I was doing when I was five years old. And, um, so yeah, my parents gave me a really hard time about it. I came from a family of animal farmers. So, um, my, all, both my grandparents on both sides, they all had farms. Um, so yeah, it was, I was the only one in my entire family that (laughs) didn't eat animals. And so at five years old, you know, the rest of my life, I had never done any research on it. 
I just didn't eat it. I was like the only vegetarian I knew growing up. And um, so, yeah, I never even thought about dairy and eggs. Like I, it wasn't even on my radar. I thought that cows ate grass and made milk. You know, like I didn't even have a clue of how milk and eggs were produced. So actually, uh, yeah, about four years ago, my brother who had eaten meat, you know, his entire life always made fun of me for not eating meat. He <clears throat> called me up and he's like, you're such a hypocrite. You know, like how, how can you, you know, not eat meat, but you'll eat uh, dairy. And I'm like, what are you talking? You don't even have to know what you're talking about. Like you're crazy, you know? And he, he kept going on and on and he went vegan on the spot after I think he watched like Earthling Ed or I don't know, some, somebody on YouTube. And uh, so he went vegan and he would give me such a hard time. And I just kept blowing him off. Like, you don't know anything, you know? And then eventually I started watching and looking into it and I was like, oh my God, he was right. I can't believe this. So yeah, as soon as I knew the truth, I was like, yeah, never, never again. Does your brother have a pizza shop? He doesn't own it, but he's the manager at um, Pizza Pie in Seattle. Wow. Because I remember you posted something about him and, like, pizza a while yeah. ago. <laughs> um, so that is really interesting. So your brother's vegan. Um, how does your family support you? Like, you said, like, your family has farms and stuff. How do they view you now? So my immediate family, my parents, they, they aren't farmers. They left that when they were younger. So it was really my grandparents that did all that. Um, but now my dad is pretty much vegan. The only thing that um, he'll eat sometimes is yogurt, which I'm trying to just get just by the vegan yogurt. I don't understand why that's so hard, but um so yeah he's he's pretty much vegan and then uh, my mom she's trying to she she's getting closer but yeah my my immediate family they're very supportive they they know that that's the right choice but they're so conditioned you know to believe you know that chicken is healthy and like <laughs> you know like my dad now knows that it's not but he's so used to, you know, they're, they're so used to eating the same things that it's just harder for them. So I'm working yeah. on it though. <laughs> yeah. At least your family acknowledges it. My family doesn't even care. They're like Ellie needs a cheeseburger. You need to give her milk for her bones. Like it's still at that stage. And like, no matter right. what I say, because I'm me and I'm like the baby of the family, they just don't listen. They just think I'm wrong. They just believe the news and everything. And, and it's just like, I just gave up with that. I know. It's hard. Like, Clay's side of the family, they're not anywhere near where my side is. Like, they just, they eat meat, like, every meal, you know, and and dairy. Oh, they drink, like, a glass of milk. And mm -hmm. I don't think I ever did that growing up. Like, that has always just been, like, why? Why aren't you drinking water, you know? You're drinking a glass of milk. But, yeah, they do that. And... I don't know. I still try. I, I'll never give up. I, every chance I get, I, I'll talk about it. And Clay's mom's really receptive. And, you know, like when we're in the moment and we're talking about it, like she's set so against animal cruelty and she's like, 
all on board, you know, but then she goes to the grocery store and she just buys the same things she's bought for, you know, 50 years. So it's, you know, it's a lot of work to get older people (laughs) to make changes. Yeah. I think, I think that's one thing that activists need to like think about, like you can preach animal cruelty all day long, but people are like when they go grocery shopping they don't know what to look for they don't know the alternatives they don't know the brands to look right. for. they don't know what dairy free and soy free they don't know what casein is like they don't know what truly like truly dairy free is right um but i mean we i guess we need to start talking about you know so delicious silk ripple like all these milk brands i mean it's right next to the the regular milks if they would just look but whatever <laughs> where are you from like what state (laughs) i know i know um what state are you from i'm originally from washington state okay is that where clay's from they live in seattle no clay's from michigan okay so kind of like the midwest like they they are just like meat and potatoes like pennsylvania kind of Mm mm-hmm so mm-hmm. how are you going to raise Corey? Like, how are you, when are you going to tell him that a cow, like some people eat meat and a cow, like they kill cows for meat and stuff. Cause I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Right. I mean, it's going to come up. Like there's a deer head in his Nana's house. You know, they hunt and there's, there's a head on the wall and I know he looks at it all the time. And I know that when he gets older, he is going to start asking me like, what, you know, why is that? And I just, I don't even know. Like, how do you explain like they just, they make bad choices, but they're not a bad person. Like it's such an evil thing to do to kill an animal, you know, but how am I supposed to explain to him that, you know, just because they did, they, you know, make these choices that it doesn't make them evil. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to handle that conversation. It's just going to, you know, I guess, see how it goes. I'm going to get some books. I know that there's resources out there for other vegan parents that have, you know, gone through this and, uh, you know, Corey's my first child. So I don't, you know, I haven't really been to that stage yet where he starts asking questions about things. So I agree. I have no idea how to even talk about that. Like, I don't, I don't know what age is that appropriate because I wanted to start taking her, like, I, I'm sure you see, like, some activists go to, like, the slaughterhouses and they, like, give the cows, like, in the trucks before they go in to get slaughtered, like, they'll give them water bottles and food and, and, like, pet them and stuff. And I see, like, little boys, little girls going and I'm like, what age can I, can you start doing that? Like, I don't want her to be traumatized, you know, like, I don't want her to see that and be like, oh my God, like, like just sobbing. Because right. I don't, I don't want to, you know, fuck her up, but it's just like, it's so hard because I don't know the balance and I don't know how to even bring that up to her. Um, right. I, yeah. I mean, I've been to vigils like that before and I, I definitely will bring Corey because it is the reality that we live in. And, you know, this, I, I want him to know the truth of how animal agriculture works and why these animals are on these trucks where they're going and I, I want him to understand that process and I want him to be able to make the decision you know to actually I, I mean I say he's vegan but he can't actually you know technically be vegan right now he doesn't even know what that is so I want him to be able to make an educated choice of you know deciding to be 
really vegan for himself. And in order to do that, he needs to know the truth about, you know, where animals come from, you know, what's happening to them. And so I I definitely will bring him to vigils and I will show him footage, you know, when he, you know, decides that he wants to know more about that. And I'm not going to hide anything. I'm going to tell him the truth of exactly how, how it happens. So you know, I, it can be traumatizing, but it's reality. And I don't, you know, I wish I hadn't been lied to. I wish somebody would have told me before I ate a hot dog that this is a ground up pig. Do you, are you sure you want to eat this? Because this, this was a, an animal that got killed. So do you want to eat it? You know, I, I, I wish I would have known before I was forced to eat those products. So, you know, I'm not going to hide it from him. Yeah, a lot of parents don't even tell their kids what it is. They just think a happy meal is a happy meal. They hide it. And they're saying that vegan parents push their beliefs on their kids. But in reality, like, y'all are are hiding the, the truth from them. Right. It's, it's really you're, you're pushing your beliefs on them by forcing them to eat a dead animal that literally makes them sick. <laughs> How could you possibly want to feed your child that poison? Like, it just, it's crazy to me. It's wild. It's really sad, honestly. It breaks my heart. And like you said, like, I wish I would have known before right. I was forced. And, and I don't, like, I always think about what would my body feel like and look like if I would have never eaten meat or dairy or eggs or anything my whole life? I always think of that. I always think, how would I feel? You know, what would I look different and how would my health be? Mm -hmm. Um, Is clay, well, clay is vegan, obviously, right? Yes. Okay. Did you go vegan together or was he after you? I don't even remember. He was definitely after me because I remember like, well, I would always get mad at him. Like he would be vegetarian when we were at home, when I was vegetarian, he was vegetarian at home. Right. But if we, if we ever went out to eat and he would order meat, I would be pissed because I wouldn't be able to have any of it. I wouldn't be able to, you know, eat some of his food. So I would be mad. So then he just stopped doing that. And he was, you know, basically just vegetarian by default because you know that's what I said but (laughs) (laughs) and then and then I went vegan and I don't even remember I mean he must have just went vegan when I did because I never I do the grocery shopping you know I would never buy that again so yeah and he would never order it (laughs) (laughs) Brayden we well me and Brayden were friends before we were together for like seven eight years and he ate oh my god so disgusting like even when I ate meat I would never go to McDonald's or Burger King or anything like that because it just grossed me out so bad but yeah. every time me and him would hang out, he'd go to McDonald's and get, like, because McDonald's is so cheap, and he would get, like, $1 or, like, whatever dollar menu and stuff. And it would yeah. just smell so bad, and, like, he just ate so bad. It was disgusting. And, and before we got together, like, he wanted to be my boyfriend. <laughs> and I was, like, um, I just, because I was vegan and he wasn't. And I was, like, just let you know, like, I'm not, my kids are going to be vegan. Like, I can't be with somebody who eats meat. Like, I can't do it. And he finally made the transition. Um, 
thank God. Because if he wouldn't, I, I could not be with anybody who eats meat. And he wanted to go vegan for a while because of like he was feeling like shit after he ate McDonald's or everything. He just wanted to be healthier. So he, thank God, went vegan and he never went back. I was like a little scared he would just because of his diet beforehand, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people I see like I'm a, a part of vegan mom groups on Facebook and a lot of their husbands like don't support them. They feed their <laughs> kids meat and like right. this one girl has a daughter that's like eight years old and she's like, Mom, like I wanna eat chicken nuggets and she knows she saw the slaughterhouse videos but she, let, she will go to her dad's house and see him eating it. So she's like, I want to eat chicken nuggets now. I don't care that the chickens are killed. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know what to say in that situation. I know. I know. It's, I mean, it's hard for kids to have empathy because they don't, they don't really understand what's happening to the chicken. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't really get it. They would never want to hurt the chicken themselves, but they, when it, looks like a chicken nugget on their plate I don't think they really connect the dot you know what I mean so yeah I never want Corey to be in that situation either and yeah I know Clay used to eat like shit too I remember <laughs> when we first got together and like I I've always um made really good food like I, I love to cook and I use a lot of different spices and sauces and I, I remember the first time I made spaghetti he was like, nah, I don't like spaghetti. And I was like, what? Like, try it, you know? And he tried it. He's like, damn, this is hella good. And I was like, what kind of spaghetti have you been eating? And he told me that he used to eat it, like, out of a can. And I was like, dude, they make spaghetti in a can? <laughs> like, that's so disgusting. <laughs> Why would you eat it? <laughs> I just, honestly, I just always see clay and i'm like oh my god i just cannot wait for the day where i see him and Braden just like joking around because they're the same person the same person i'm always cracking up at Braden because i'm like dude you are exactly like clay (laughs) the same way (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so funny and i'm always cooking for Braden, like it's just the same Mm-hmm. So I know how you said that you love to cook. Every time you post your meals, I just can't even like grasp how you make them. <laughs> Where do you get your recipes from, or do you just throw stuff together? I just throw stuff together, and we eat a lot of the same stuff. Like the basic stuff is the same, and then I'll just change like the dressing or the sauce, and it'll be like a completely different meal and flavor and then like a lot of the ideas I've got you know from like other vegans like I downloaded Ellen Fisher's one of her um, recipe ebooks and that's how I learned how to make cashew sour cream and that was like a game changer like I put that on everything (laughs) and um, yeah so I get a lot of ideas from from like you know Pinterest and stuff and then I'll just come up with random things that's what i tell people to do it everyone who asks me like for recipe ideas like i can't just give you recipes i tell them go on pinterest you'll find millions of recipes anything that you want veganized is on there yeah yeah whatever um, you like to eat just look up 
you know, the vegan recipe for it. Okay. I ask everybody this question because I'm obsessed and I already, I already kind of know your answer just because I, I message her a lot, but where do you grocery shop? So I usually go to Kroger. That's where I go like every week to get my normal stuff. Um, so I get a lot of produce there. And then I also go to Costco like once every two weeks or so and get all of my bulk stuff. So like I get huge bags of frozen mango, right? That's the cheapest way to get it is at Costco and it's organic. They have lots of um, really good stuff there. So like hummus, frozen fruit, they have Beyond Burgers there. Um, I get all my canned beans from Costco because those are organic and like hemp seeds, maple syrup, <clears throat> all that stuff I'll get there. And then um, I've been trying to go to the farmer's market more and um, get more local produce because it just is so much better than Kroger's, you know, but it's so inconvenient. Like you can only go on Saturday, you know, you got to get their first thing in the morning before they're all sold out. And yeah, so, but I've been trying to do that more than Kroger. Yeah, we, we have a Costco membership, but we just never go in. I don't know why. I think it's just because we always go to the grocery outlet and it's like cheaper Right. They don't. They don't have the same stuff at the grocery outlet every time. But we really need to go to Costco. Like I need that. Ever since you posted that sunshine smoothie, like I cannot stop thinking about it. I haven't <laughs> had so it. Good. It is so good. I think about it every day. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. I always make the same smoothie. It's always strawberry banana. But once I tried this mango one, it is so good. But it's hard to find frozen mangoes. But I haven't been to Costco, so I need to go. <clears throat> Yeah, I always get, like, two big, huge bags, and then it, it'll last me, like, a month. So, and it I make smoothies pretty much every day. It wouldn't last me a month because I would make it every every meal. <laughs> I'd make it every morning and every night after my dinner. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So, if somebody wants to go vegan, what is your advice to them? Watch Dominion. And then you will never look back. I didn't watch that. that. You didn't watch it? No, it, I didn't. It is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It's the craziest, like, vegan documentary I've ever seen. What is it about? It's about animal agriculture, and it goes through each species on how, how exactly and the number of animals of that species that we exploit every year. And it even talks about like rabbits and stuff that you wouldn't even think about. It goes through like every animal and it is the, just the, I cry. I cry. I can't watch it again. I said, I told myself, I think I've watched it twice. And I said, I would only ever watch this again if a not yet vegan person wanted to watch it and needed someone to watch it with. And I was trying, you know, to help them, but it is like very emotional, like, and it goes, it's got like really in-depth undercover footage. Like it shows, they put cameras inside of the gas chambers for the pigs. So you can like see them in there, you know, it's, it's really a crazy, crazy footage that they got. Um, so yeah, if you're considering going vegan, just watch that. And then you definitely will go vegan. Is that on Netflix? 
No, but if you go, I think it's watchdominion.com or something like that, and then you can watch it for free online. I heard people talk about it, but I never watch it. I don't think I'm going to watch it just because I will have a panic attack if I see that. Like, I can't watch yeah, it's very graphic. Yeah. <sighs> if you can watch that and not go vegan, you are probably psychotic. Um, I just watched What the Health, and that made me vegan. What the Health isn't even, like, bad. Um, it's more of, like, the health um, reasons behind it, but um i watch what the hell i watch um okja which is like not even like a real thing but it's a cartoon but it's still it's still um pretty relevant right um okay so now we're gonna talk about pregnancy how was your pregnancy i know you don't have like you know a non-vegan pregnancy compared to vegan one but how was your pregnancy overall it was not bad at all. Like the first trimester, I was super nauseous. Like I had really, really bad morning sickness, but I never threw up. I just felt like I was gonna, you know, like I wanted to just lay down and sleep the whole trimester. And then once that was done, I was pretty much good. Like I didn't, I never felt limited in mobility. I was always getting around and going on walks and yeah, it was fine. Um, I wasn't pregnant very long, seven months. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, no, I, I would totally have another baby. It was, it was not hard. <laughs> I really want you to have another baby so bad. <laughs> oh my God. My pregnancy wasn't bad either. I, like she said, I never threw up, but I had bad morning sickness. Yeah. Um, in the first trimester, but, um, I remember one time I was like cutting an onion and all of a sudden I got like, I almost passed out and threw up because it, I guess the fumes of it just made me so nauseous that it, I almost threw up, but I didn't. But yeah, I never threw up. I didn't feel bad after the first trimester. It was honestly really, really easy. But a lot of girls are like, if your first one's easy, your second one is so bad. No, don't listen to them. I won't. <laughs> energy out of here. I know, right? Um, <laughs> What was the hardest part about it? About being pregnant? Yeah. Definitely the morning sickness at the beginning. It was just like, and the, I had food aversions too in the, during the first trimester. Like I could only eat fruit and juice and maybe toast. Like everything else, I just looked in my fridge and I was like, oh my God, disgusting. I don't even want to look at this like it just everything made me grossed out so that sucked because I love food and you know I'm like man but it's only for you know a couple months so <laughs> that happened to me too I remember like I didn't even know I was pregnant and me and Brayden were like on the road we were like hauling some cars in like Vermont all the way back to Pennsylvania so it was like eight hours or whatever it is and we had to stop and get lunch and I was just not feeling it I'm like I just feel so sick well we just got back from Mexico and I'll talk about this in another podcast episode but in Mexico they were saying food was vegan but it actually wasn't like they were saying that beans were vegan but they had pork in them and I didn't know it mm. literally it was labeled vegan but it wasn't but anyways I thought I was just sick from that when I got back and yeah. I was just like, all right, my body's detoxing, whatever, like, I'll get over it. But I was so tired. I would, like, sleep for hours. Like, I think I slept five hours of the way home yeah. of the whole eight. And then we stopped to get food. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, 
all the food that I love sounds disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was a sign of pregnancy. I had no idea. I don't know about pregnancy. I'd never <laughs> been pregnant before. And I got tomato soup and I could only eat that. It was so good. I was like, dang, this is really good. And then after that, I could only eat tomato soup and French fries for literally like a month or two. Yeah. I couldn't eat anything else. It was so bad. I didn't want anything I loved. That sucked. I know. It does suck. I remember before I knew I was pregnant, I was, I was actually in New York when I found out. I was, um, I was there for work. And I was just so, so sick, you know, and I would drive to work in the morning and I would have the seat leaned all the way back, like just barely looking through the windshield, just like so (laughs) sick, you know, and like everything sounded so gross. And I was like, man, what's wrong with me? Like, is it because I'm just not eating the normal things that I eat at home? Like something is wrong with me. Like I do not feel good at all. And yeah, literally no clue that I was pregnant. Not, not even, I was even in denial after I took a pregnancy test and it said positive immediately. I didn't even have to wait five seconds. It was immediately positive because I think I was like eight weeks pregnant or something crazy. And, um, I was still in denial. Like, no, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I think I found out at around eight weeks and, or maybe it was like six or seven or something like that. Um, and I remember like, oh my God, I haven't went to my like six week appointment yet. Like I, I'm falling behind. I was like so nervous that something was wrong, but it was mm-hmm. just, it took a while for me to be like, okay, this is real. It took so long. Yeah, I didn't actually accept it until I went for my fir- my first ultrasound. And I think that was at like 10 weeks. And then if- I was like, okay, all right, I guess I believe you guys now, you know? <laughs> Can I just say like the first ultrasound is like <laughs> the worst? If I knew that was going to happen, I just wouldn't have went. <laughs> <laughs> so my ultrasounds... They were all on my stomach. Not your first one? Your first mm-hmm. one was? My first one was on my stomach. So they never did that other one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is not an ultrasound. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, this is what pregnancy is going to be like. I, I'm going to get used to this for right months like I, it was it was so bad um so how did you tell clay i was in new york and i was like talking to him on the phone i'm like clay i'm so sick like i don't know what's wrong with me and and then i was laying there at the hotel and my boobs started to hurt like really so sore so I was Googling like all my symptoms, like what the hell is going on with me? And everything that came up was like, yep, you're pregnant. And I was like, nah, no way. But I was like, all right, let me get, I'm going to go get a test and see. So I went to the grocery store and I was on the phone with Clay because, you know, I tell him everything. So, um, yeah, and it said positive. And I was like, dude, it must be wrong. Like something's wrong with my hormones. Like something's going on with me. There's no way I'm pregnant, you know? We've been doing this for like 10 years. Uh, Why would I randomly get pregnant now? (laughs) Was he happy? Yeah, I think he did it to me on purpose, honestly. He's been wanting kids 
since we got together. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Does he want another one? Mm-hmm. I don't think, not right now. Okay. Because, you know, it's like, it would be so much work. But, yeah, he definitely wants more. Yay. Um, <laughs> when you, okay, so when you found out, did you, did you say, like, do I, like, oh, my God, I want a girl or do I want a boy? Or did you just not care? Oh, I thought for sure it was a girl. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I thought for sure. I, w- I had dreams about her. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, uh, I thought for sure. And then, like, a week before the anatomy ultrasound, I was like, nope, it's a boy. I, like, I, like knew I was like, nah, it's not a girl. I can tell. I just, I just like had a feeling it was a boy. (laughs) And then when they confirmed it, I was like, hey, not a girl. All right, I guess. I mean, I was just really concerned about having a boy. The reason why I didn't really want to have a boy is because I didn't want to have to make the decision about circumcision. That was really my only concern about having a boy because I, I didn't know anything about it. And I just, I, I felt in my heart that it was wrong to do that, but because everyone in society does it, I felt pressured that I would have to do it and I didn't want to do it. So I didn't even want to, you know, have to make that decision. (laughs) So, um, I was like, and then obviously I started really looking into it and I was like, hell no. So, um, that's yeah. great. That's good. But now, now that he, you know, is here, I can't even imagine, you know, having a girl like having a boy is so fun. <laughs> That's crazy. what we said. We're like, we can't even imagine like our life. If you just think like when you have your firstborn and you're like, what if you had the opposite gender? Like it just it sounds so yeah. weird. You can't even picture your life like right. how different it's it is. So different. I hope you have a girl next time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want I want to have a girl, but I have a feeling that I'm going to be one of those moms with, like, six boys. <laughs> try and try. Okay, next one. Next one's going to be a girl. Let's try one more time. All right, one more time. <laughs> I'm going to be, like, 45. <laughs> My friend has, um, I think she has f- four boys, three or four, and she really wants a girl, and I... <laughs> I looked into it for her because she's like, is there any way that I can, like, have a girl? Like, can I do anything? And there's this book on Amazon. It's, like, how to choose your gender. Like, you can do certain things. Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's weird. Yeah, like, having sex certain times during, like, ovulation because I guess the boy sperm, like, swim faster. And, like, there's all these different techniques and stuff. But I'm like, "Mm, I I don't know if I would ever... I mean, I guess if I was on my fifth boy, I'd probably be like, all right, what are we going to do? <laughs> we got we to gotta do some techniques here, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, did you have any cravings? Yeah, I always wanted um, peppermint mochas from Starbucks. Like, literally, I would make Clay go every freaking day. Like, when I was in the third, towards the end, I was like, I need peppermint mochas, like, constantly. (laughs) And then, like, I also would drink, like, I'm actually drinking the same one right now. This uh, chocolate banana peanut butter smoothie. I would have that all the time. Like, I would always be craving chocolate. And he, Corey would kick a lot when I would eat chocolate too. So I know he liked it. (laughs) 
that's how Ellie was when I, I always had sweet cravings. It like does didn't even matter what it was, but whenever I ate sweet food, she would go crazy. Yeah, and that's why I think like she she loves fruit, but when I give her something like vegetables, she's like ew. What is mm-hmm. this? Yeah, Corey definitely likes fruit way more. He's obsessed with smoothies, like addicted. Ellie is too. She'll literally take my straw and drink my smoothies too. Yeah. Um, okay. How was your birth? It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real though. I had no pain at all. The pain, completely pain-free, completely drug-free, natural delivery. Um, it was super unexpected because I was five weeks early and um so I mean I had most of my labor at home because I didn't even know I was in labor I thought I literally thought like when my water broke I thought I peed my pants I didn't I didn't think it was my water because there was like hardly anything and then the when the contraction started I had never had a Braxton Hicks contraction so I thought that that's what it was like I'm five weeks early why would I think that it's an actual contraction you know so then eventually, like 12 hours later, <laughs> after they didn't stop, uh, eventually I was like, all right, we got to go to the hospital. And then by the time we got there, I was already eight centimeters dilated. And you had no pain? Hospital. No. No, because I had practiced hypnobirthing. And whenever I would get a contraction or they call it a surge, right, I would literally just close my eyes and like, just clear my head and like just relax you you have to just completely let go and just let your body do what it's made to do and just don't even like think about it like I literally just laid in my bed and slept the most of the time and um so yeah the contractions they literally felt like I was doing like a crunch like I was you know, like working out my abs every time I would have one. Like it didn't hurt. It, I definitely felt them. I felt the, you know, the pressure, I guess, the tense. I felt it tensing up, but it, it didn't hurt me. Um, and then, yeah, after we got to the hospital and we got checked in, triage took forever. And then we got into our room. And then like immediately, as soon as I got into the bed the del- in the delivery room, I started having like the urge to push and it, um, one of the nurses was like, what are you doing? Are you pushing? And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble. So I was like, no. And she was like, don't, you're going to hurt yourself. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not controlling this. Like my body is just doing it. I'm not like trying to push for no reason, you know? So then they checked me again and they said, oh yeah, you're 10 centimeters. Go ahead. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So and within like, yeah, within an hour of getting to the hospital, Corey was born. So how long were you in labor for like total hours, you know? Um, I think it was like 14 hours. See, I'm just really, I'm just laughing over here because... <laughs> My pain was so bad. 
<laughs> and I practice hypnobirthing. Like I tried it. Maybe I just. Did you go? Did you go to a course? No, I, I, just, <laughs> I just. Okay, you have to go. I'm telling. I'm going again. Like I'm going back to this lady because literally she would like hypnotize us, and I just felt it felt so good after. Like I felt like I had just taken a four hour nap, and I would wish she'd literally have us under for like five minutes. And it was just so relaxing and you learn so much about what's happening in your body during labor. And then once you understand what's happening, you let go of that fear. And I think fear creates that tension and tension creates that pain. So when you're scared of what's happening, that's actually what is causing your pain. So if you can let go of that and just, you know, understand that this is completely natural and, you know, women have been doing this <laughs> for, you know, thousands of years, you're not the first one to do it and it's going to be fine. Then I don't know. I, I didn't have any pain and I think it, it definitely works. Yeah. Now I was scared because I was so uncomfortable going to the hospital. Like, the minute I walked in, like, you know, I was that girl who didn't want certain things and, and they knew mm -hmm. about me before I was there. And I was just so paranoid that they were going to try to trick me into getting something. And I definitely was tense because of that. And like you said, when, when she asked you if you were pushing, like the, the nurse was like, Ashley, do like I was pushing, my body was literally pushing her out. And she was like, Ashley, you have to stop pushing right now. You're going to hurt yourself. If she's not ready to come out, like you're going to, you're going to, she's not ready. Like you're going to hurt yourself. We just checked you. And I was literally holding her in. Like I was like stopping, I was fighting my body and it makes me so mad when I think right. about it because she was ready to come out like she right you're, you're not gonna hold that baby in like if she's coming out she's coming out i can't even believe that nurses and doctors are are like that and you know they they try and do these things during labor because they need to get the most money that they can out of this a c-section they're gonna get 10 times more money out of that C-section than if you refuse uh, your epidural, if you refuse, you know, all of the drugs that they want to give you, they're not going to get as much money as they can. So, you know, of course they're going to try all of the interventions that they can. It's, it's sick. It's disgusting. That's, I really wanted to do, you know, a natural birth center that they, they have one at the hospital I went to, but you know, we were all set up to go do that. But since he was early, they wouldn't let me, but I didn't even matter because he was out within an hour anyways yeah i definitely having a home birth next time i really don't care what happens but we it's just that it happened like my pregnancy happened so fast that i didn't even think about i had nothing i had no idea about pregnancy i didn't know anything about birth nothing about pregnancy and like without me looking into it i just put it off because i was so nervous going to the doctors everyone's like you need to go to the doctors and you need to make sure she's okay and like i didn't even look into midwifery until i was it was too late like I messaged so many midwives in my area and all of them were like, it's too late. Like we're booked until like after your birth date. And it's just, it was so hard for me. And like, I was calling birthing centers and none of them would take me because, you know, I wasn't going there. It was too late. I wasn't going there long enough or I was going to other places long enough and nobody would take me. But, um, next time I have, next time I'm pregnant, I'm definitely having a home birth or a natural birthing center mm -hmm. um, because the hospital was just, I was not allowed to have like my 
own birth comfortably. It was so bad. Right. Um, I mean, it went great, but I wasn't comfortable the whole time. Yeah. I think if you're going to use a, you know, traditional hospital, it's so important to bring a birth plan with you so that, you know, if they ask you a question, you do not even need to think about your answer. You say, go look at my birth plan. Do not ask me that question again. Do not ask me if I want an epidural again. Go look at my birth plan, right? I will tell you if I want some drugs, right? And like even after Corey was born and we had to stay at the hospital a few days uh, for observation and they would literally, I had no pain after delivery either. They wanted to stick me with a catheter and I said no. So they made me go pee by myself before they would let me leave the delivery room, right? So I did that. Then as we were staying in our, whatever it's called, just the regular room while you're at the hospital, the nurses would come into my room like every few hours and ask me if I wanted any pain medication. Yeah. And I I told every single time I said, no, you don't need to keep asking me. I do not want any drugs. And they literally would keep coming in and keep pushing it. And it's just like, it's crazy, crazy. But I mean, I guess most people take it, you know, that's why they keep doing it. I, I was like, you know, you guys don't need to keep <laughs> asking me this over and over. I'm going to keep telling you no, but. Most yeah. people cave in by like the third ask. They're like, all right, just give it to me. You know what I mean? That's why they push yeah. it so much. But it's weird because I was literally screaming my head off. Like it was, it was so bad that I was like screaming. Like all the other, I could hear like somebody give birth before me and like the next room over I can hear everything I can hear the nurses really? like they're like push 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 like screaming at her and I was like what the heck and then like I know that people could hear me down the hallway that's how loud I was screaming because it hurt so bad like Brayden like calls me a bear now because of how like it was it was so, so you were screaming like when you were pushing right is was, that when no 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 I was Pushing you were screaming hurt. before, before yeah. just like the regular contractions. Yeah. <laughs> I was screaming when I hit like seven centimeters, like from seven <laughs> to when I started pushing. Like it was you were just screaming the whole time. Whenever I had like a wave, I would yeah. just bloody murder scream and, and like you know how they have like they're like, Oh, is it okay if we have some like student nurses come in like for <laughs> observation? <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at them like screaming as loud as I could because it hurts so bad. And they're like, Ashley, like you have to stop screaming. You're gonna lose oxygen. You're gonna lose oxygen. And I was just like screaming. <laughs> oh my God. But I was screaming, and then I was like, and then um, Braden was like, he was freaked out because he'd never seen like this before. He was like, you have to help her. Like you have to do something. Like she's like in pain, like that. And then the nurse was like, no epidural for her. Like we're not doing it because they knew I didn't want it. And I mm-hmm. couldn't believe she said that. And I was like, I didn't. Yeah, even I'm ask surprised. For yeah, I didn't ask for it or anything because I never would. You know, I would never ask for that. And they were just like, it's okay, Ashley. Like you don't need anything. Like just, just keep going. Just try not to scream. And I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It was so bad. I really like you said, like I have to go take a hypnobirthing class. Like I downloaded like a course, like a e course and mm-hmm. I was listening to the tracks, um, like with my headphones on, it helped me so much and like I would just yeah. close my eyes and I'd be like, Okay, I'm at a beach somewhere, I'm like laying in the sun and that really helped me, honestly. Like but mm-hmm. I just need to I, I need to do it a little bit more. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's really nice because she would like read us parts of the book and like go into detail about, you know, the stuff that she would read and like make you really understand. And yeah, it was like I everybody should have to do it. <laughs> They're going to have a baby because it's like a game changer for real. Yeah. And it really upsets me that like, like no offense to you if you got the epidural, like I understand, like I get it, like it, it really hurts, but I really think that you should at least try not to because it's it's the pain is temporary. It's not going to be there forever. It's like this is for your child and it's natural. But some girls before they like when they're pregnant for like a week or like a month, they're like, I'm getting that epidural. I don't care what anybody says. Like they plan to get it anyways. Right. They immediately it's because of everything that they've been told about previous births. So, you know, that their moms and their aunts and their cousins and everybody has always it told them, oh, it's the most painful thing you're ever going to experience. It's awful. You need that epidural. You need all the drugs you can get. Right. So they already have all this fear inside of them, of course they're going to want the epidural because that's the only thing that they've ever heard. You watch a movie and you see the lady on the, you know, movie screaming her head off. So people have this idea of how birth is because of what they've been told and what they've seen and, you know, what they've heard. And so that's their reality of it. They don't even know that it, it can be something completely different. Exactly. And it's, it's really sad. It's just, and like a lot of people's like, I don't even want to have a natural birth. Like I want to have a C-section. So my, you know, what doesn't get messed up. And I'm just like, it doesn't at all. What? And then like, Oh, I don't want to breastfeed because I don't want my boobs to be flat afterwards. Like what? (laughs) I know. Like you are having a child and you're thinking like that. Like I just, I personally, I personally just can't understand that. Um, and then some people are like, like my cousin the other day posted a Facebook status. I don't I forget what she said, but like about breastfeeding, about how people think that it's, it's like normal to give like cow formula instead of like breastfeeding. And this one lady is like, I just think it's wrong. I just feel uncomfortable. It's not, it's like weird to me. Breastfeeding's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet she drinks cow milk. She does. Okay. <laughs> so that's not weird to drink the milk of another species that's been stolen from their children. That's, that's not weird, but it, it's weird for infants to get milk from their own mothers. I, I just, <laughs> I will never understand that. Um, yeah. But one more point I just wanted to tell you. Um, I know somebody that works at the hospital near me and she was saying that they are scheduling as much as many c-sections as they can to get moms in and out because they don't because you know the coronavirus and everything like they are scheduling like 12 c-sections a day even when like women aren't even due yet and they're just like okay we need to get you in and out we need to get you in and right. out of here it's it's much more convenient for the doctors to have your birth scheduled you know, nobody wants to be called in at you know two o'clock in the morning when you're having your baby or you know the doctor's on vacation you know like it's just so much more convenient to, to have a c-section and they get more money for it so you know why why wouldn't they mm-hmm. the, the, you know the medical industry in this country they they, all, they don't care about your health you know they they care about how much money they can get out of you so you know exactly you and- about that when you know you're dealing with medicine and you know like why why would I you know believe anything that they say when I know that they're 
their bottom line is is how much money I can get. Exactly. And guys, like if you're pregnant right now or if you're planning to get pregnant in the future, just please look into it. Please try to do an alternative rather than going to the hospital. At least do like a birthing center, like a natural birthing center with midwives because I promise you they care more about your birth and they want you to have that experience rather than them taking control of it. And my like a week before Ellie was born, literally probably a few days, I remember I messaged Britt about this. I told her, I said, they want me to get a C-section. They want, they want to induce me because Ellie's measuring small and she wasn't measuring small. Like she was in like the, like she's on track. Okay. And then literally a few days later I gave birth or the next week I gave birth, like five days after they tried to schedule me to be induced. Like we need to get you, we need to get her out as soon as possible because she's a little small oh my god yeah I, I remember and i was like well, okay why would they want to take her out if she, if she is too small she should stay in as long as she can if she needs more time to grow before coming out why would you want to take her out early i it's, it's crazy but one of the books that um that made me actually start questioning and looking into all this what is called mama natural um, I forgot the author's name, but if you look up Mama Natural, it's a super good book and it goes through all the different weeks of your pregnancy and she's really into, you know, like holistic medicine and midwives and, and all that. And that's how I actually started like looking into it. And actually you can find OB offices that have OBs and midwives practicing together and you you will basically be with your midwife unless there is a medical emergency and they need that OB for surgery. So that's what I did. And, you know, I think that was, that's the most comfortable decision for me. Like a home birth to me is kind of like, I don't know, what if, what if there is an emergency, you know, I I would rather be somewhere, you know, that has doctors there you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be at my house and have to be like, okay, we got to go, you know, like it's a last minute emergency. So I would, you know, uh, there's natural birthing centers at tons of different hospitals. So if, you know, if that's something that makes you more comfortable, you know, you can still deal with the midwives and if everything's going according to plan, then you're good to go. But if not, you're, you're still at the hospital. Exactly. And my, the hospital that I ended up going to, like, I, I mean, my birth story, like, I changed hospitals at, like, 36, 38 weeks. I can't remember exactly. I don't know. Did I give birth? I don't, I don't remember. But I changed hospitals, like, two weeks before I gave birth, which was, like, crazy because I was just feeling so uncomfortable at my first one. They were just looking at me like I was an alien, like, making me sign papers. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, looking at me like I was just so disgusting. And I was like, all right, I had enough of this. So I went to the other hospital and I ended up having a midwife to deliver my baby and I had no idea what was going to happen I she was like hi I'm so-and-so a midwife here and I'm like did you just say midwife like I (laughs) I was like oh okay I didn't even know that like I tried to request one but like I don't I didn't know if it happened but she just happened to be like scheduled on that shift like during the changeover and I was like please be here before I give birth like I was just trying like my hardest like please don't change shifts and I'll have like a doctor please and Mm -hmm. not every doctor is the same but it's just you know the collective is is not the best right but um all right moving on here because we could talk about this for hours (laughs) 
what is your favorite part about being a mom? Mm, probably making Corey laugh. <laughs> that is like my all-time favorite, favorite, favorite thing is when I can get him to just crack up and just be you know you can just tell he's so happy and that's like the best feeling is when your baby's happy There's i love when exactly i love when they see you and they get so excited and they just like run <laughs> over to you mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the hardest thing the hardest thing is um how time consuming being a mom is like you just want to freaking make dinner you know and you can't because your baby's climbing on you just they just want to be held and you know, just i guess we're you know going to have dinner later tonight because i got a baby <laughs> so that's definitely the hardest but um i mean i still would give up my time <laughs> any day so I agree. I just, and I want triplets and I don't know how I'm going to even have my life when I have triplets because like it's, I have one and and she's just a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> um, how did you realize? Well, I see people with twins and I'm like, how in the hell? Like, I don't know. Who are you? you Especially know? like breastfeeding. Like how do you breastfeed twins? Tandem. Or triplets, even. Yeah, you'd have to like rotate them. That's that's exhausting. I'd have to pump. I'd just have to. <laughs> um, what was I? What was I asking you? Oh, how did your relationship change with Clay after you had Corey? Um, it goes back to like the time part of it. Like, you know, he, my husband, works full time, and. He also is um, taking online classes, and so he he spends a lot of his time doing you know working on himself. And I sometimes get frustrated when you know I I don't get that time really. I mean I get a little bit you know he he can give me a break for a little bit so I can make dinner you know. But like I it's just frustrating sometimes when I'm like, okay, like I want, you know, to work on this video or whatever. Like I want to do something that like I actually want to do, but you know, I can't because Clay, you know, it's obviously a priority for him to work. (laughs) So, um, that is, it's super frustrating sometimes, but I'm working on it. I'm the, I have the same situation. Like it's, it's really hard because Brayden is always, always working. Right. And he can't comfort Ellie like I can, like he can't feed her, like he can feed her, but he can't like nurse her. So like if she's upset, then it's like, oh God, like, and he needs to work like you said. And it's like, when we get that little time, like I used to put her to bed and like go on the computer until like 1am. But it got to the point where I was so exhausted because I would wake up early with her and I'd have to feed her and like, you know, play with her all day. And it's just like I had to start going to bed early. So now, like, I I don't know how people I don't know how they're stay at home moms like all day, like by themselves. Like, I just I just can't imagine how hard. I know. And can you imagine being a single mom? Like literally no break. None. I just. 
I, I don't know how they do it. I don't either. It's, it's so hard and people, they don't get enough praise, honestly. They don't. I know. I can't even imagine like the, I, clay gives me breaks, you know what I mean? And I, I don't, I don't know how I would function without those little breaks, you know, like when do you take a shower? If there's no one, you know what I mean? Like Corey would wake up if I, if I tried to take a shower while he's taking a nap, nah, he would wake up. Like, I don't, I just don't. How do you cook? Like I can't even cook with Ellie. There's no way. Right. Okay, moving on to, oh man, okay, I ask everybody this question because I love it, so when I say like, okay, you're sitting down somewhere, and you close your eyes, or you open your eyes, whatever, and you're like, damn, like, I made it, what do you see around you, like, what's your dream life? So, I'm definitely in New Zealand, that is where I'm meant to be. I can feel it every time I think about New Zealand, like I get chills like that. That is the place where I am meant to be. And I know it and I, I'll be there someday. I just got to convince Clay, but um, yeah, definitely there. And I would have a sanctuary and I would just live on my farm in New Zealand and have my cows and my pigs and my chickens and, my baby. <laughs> Do you want to move there? Yes. Like full time? Like yeah, really? I would, I would li- if Clay said, okay, let's do it. I would leave tomorrow. Like I would be, I would go. I, that is the place that I'm meant to be. Wow. I've never I'm like that anywhere I've ever been. Like n- I've never felt this way. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. I'm looking at like how far, like I didn't even know where it was. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm looking at where it is right now. I did not know that it's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's super far by Australia. So how was your honeymoon or did you get married there? We got married there and we had our honeymoon there. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when we, um, lived in Florida we were trying to plan like uh, a beach wedding or something and it was just like ridiculously expensive so then I started googling you know like can you get married in other countries and like I was just going down the rabbit hole of you know weddings and stuff and I found this company that did helicopter weddings in New Zealand and I had always wanted to um, have our honeymoon there because I, I was like obsessed with Lord of the Rings and that's where they filmed, you know, most of the movies. And I just always was like, man, this place is not real. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even think any of that footage was real. And I found out it's actually a place. And I'm like, oh, man, I really want to go there. And so we had always planned to have our honeymoon there. And then I found that company that does weddings. And I was like, Clay, we should do it. Like, this would be so epic. And he wanted to. So, yeah, we got, uh, they took us up in a helicopter on top of a mountain and then um um they call him a celebrant we didn't have like a pastor or i don't know what they're called (laughs) yeah so we had a celebrant come and she married us and yeah it was freaking awesome oh my god i'm looking at airbnbs there Mm -hmm. i i 
can't even can you see this i'm gonna show you a picture oh my god literally like in the water yeah it's so pretty wow that is awesome was your family there no it's just me and clay Wow, that is so beautiful. Oh my god. Is it expensive to live there? I think it's pretty much the same as the US. Their dollar is, isn't very different. Wow. I gotta show this to Braden. Look this up um look up the boot. The boot. This is literally In New Zealand. $60 a night, $70 a night on these Airbnbs, like, but it might be a cleaning fee. They always get you with that extra service fee and stuff, but oh my God, mm -hmm. I have no idea this was even, New Zealand's like modern. Well, like these houses are like awesome. Yeah, it's like super, like, it's a first world country, you know, it's not like Africa. Um wow that's awesome yeah it was so much fun so we had our wedding and then we so our wedding was in queenstown which is like the southernmost well not the southernmost but very close to the southernmost point on the southern island and then for our honeymoon we did like a road trip so we started down there and then we hit a bunch of cities and made our way up north to auckland so i think we did almost like three weeks we just went to like tons of different places and it was so cool most beautiful place i've ever seen wow so what is your like do you have like a dream vacation um so that was one of them and then my other one that we did two years ago was to go to um africa so we went to tanzania and kenya and that that was so cool to see all those animals in the wild you know because we don't go to zoos so you know the only real way to see elephants and giraffes and lions is to you know go see go to on a safari so it was it was awesome um and then the next dream trip i want to take is to go to thailand and volunteer at one of the elephant sanctuaries would you go this year Mm, I want to wait till Corey's older. In like October, you think you don't think he's going to be old enough to go? No, I want him to be able to remember it, <laughs> you know? And I want him to be able to like, you know, actually interact with the elephants. There's this vegan, well, I don't know if it's going to happen now because of everything that's going on, but there's this vegan business camp kind of thing in Thailand this October. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if we're going to go because of this, everything going on. I don't know if it's going to get canceled or postponed or what. Right. Um, that's awesome. Sorry. I got a little sidetracked. I'm like looking up New Zealand, like flights and everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Definitely. so nice. It was like, I don't know where I want to go on vacation. New Zealand, go. It is like the most epic place in the freaking world. Like there is nothing that even compares. Wow. All right, next question. We might be meeting up in New Zealand, but I was going to ask you, when are we meeting? Where are we meeting at? 
So <laughs> we should definitely meet up this summer. I don't care about this virus. Like we should go, we should, we should go like meet halfway and do like an Airbnb and like find somewhere to do some hiking and stuff. I agree. I think like we were going to do Canada, but I still didn't get Ellie's passport. I don't know how long it's yeah, going to take. Either. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, if we even did it now, because you know, but, um, Brayden wants to get a truck and he wants to do something called hot shotting, which is you get a truck and a trailer and you like do hauls for companies or for people or whatever. So he wants to like get a new truck, get a trailer and like do hauls around the United States. So mm-hmm. if we're ever in the area, I mean, we're definitely going to be up near you because of how much, you know, needs to be transported. But I think that we should plan something soon um because it's almost may it's gonna be may before we know it but i want to go to new zealand now (laughs) (laughs) i want to go back it's just so expensive like a flight there is like a thousand bucks round trip per person you know so that's two grand and then it is so far i think it was like i think it's like over 12 hour flight Oh my god! From LA, so you gotta you know fly there first. Oh man, I was looking at flights and it says travel restriction, but I'm sure like right now the flights are cheap. Oh yeah, I bet places. Um. Okay. Um. Okay. Now we talked a little bit about your work life ba- balance, kind of how Clay gives you breaks, but how do you? What do you have a work life balance? <laughs> I I really don't. So I work part time from home. I work Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And uh, while I work, Corey goes to Clay's mom's house, so she watches him while I'm at work. Uh, and I, to me, that is like the perfect balance because I love my job. And I, it's, it literally is a break. My job is a break from being a mom. So I think it is, you know, it's awesome. But then by like Thursday, I'm like, man, I miss Corey, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't be able to do more than three days for sure. Like that's, that, that's the most I could do for, you know, working, but um, yeah, so it's a, it's a good balance. And then I have, you know, four full days with him and we get to do a lot of fun stuff. So I think it's good. He is so cute. Ellie loves him. (laughs) She'll just watch videos of him and she'll talk. She talks to him? Yeah. (laughs) We should put them on, like, FaceTime together one day. We should. Oh, my God. He loves other kids. (laughs) I'm excited to see how they interact together. Like, when they Mm -hmm. meet. Like, because Ellie's never... She's been around, like, kids, but she's never been around somebody, like, close to her age. So, I just, like... Like, they would have so much fun together. <laughs> they would. Oh, my God. It would be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I ask everybody this question. What do you love about yourself? Mm, I probably love the most about myself. I love everything about myself. But I'd say the most thing, the best thing that I love about myself is I don't know I'm pretty funny like I'm I'm always laughing 
And I'm like hysterically laughing 24 seven. So usually it's because like, I think I'm funny myself, but like other people always make me laugh. And that is just like the best thing in life is laughing. I feel like we, when I message you, like we have some, like, I feel like we're the same kind of, cause we're just, I'm just <laughs> laughing. Like our messages are so funny. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, when we get, I feel like we get in ourselves in the same situations sometimes. <laughs> I can't say, I'm not going to say anything on here. But <laughs> and I love how we both have like super, super, super funny, you know, partners. Yeah. Like, you're always making us laugh. And that's, that's the best. If you're looking for a good quality and a partner get somebody that makes you laugh because there is nothing better than just having a good ass time. <laughs> I don't understand how couples are like, how could they just be serious 24 seven? Like they don't goof around. They're just like, just right. serious. Like, how do you do that? But guys, I already know, like if she comes back on here with Brayden, like they're, she's just going to be laughing the whole time. Cause he's just <laughs> he's so funny. He is. He's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So wrapping up, now is your time. Like promote your page, promote anything you want, say what you want. Um, I'm going to have her Instagram and stuff in the show notes anyways, but just say what you want. So if you want to follow me and watch Corey, that's pretty much the only thing I post on my story is Corey's life. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see a really cute ass vegan baby acting crazy all the time, <laughs> you can follow me at vegan Brit. Um, and yeah, I make deodorant. If you guys want some of that. <laughs> I have, when are you coming out with the fragrance oils? I want them so Like, what do you want? I Tell want the same thing i want the lemon one that i have the lemon eucalyptus yes okay i'll make you one yay hey guys it's me again (laughs) we actually got to talking about something a little bit private that i don't want to put out there yet um some low-key plans for the upcoming year years whatever it's gonna happen but yeah i mean hey guys go show her some love go follow her go buy some deodorant her deodorant smelled good like i'll use that as perfume like if you want a fragrance oil from her from just essential oils guys it smells heavenly it's it's just amazing like i love putting on my deodorant just because it smells so good if you stayed till the end of this you are a trooper you are amazing i love you more than anything in this whole entire world put together i mean i just okay alrighty all right guys um episode requests hit your girl up if you want to be on the pod send me a message i'll never say no Alrighty, see you later